We have a 44-year-old man with a history of lupus who presents to the emergency department with chest pain and dyspnea. Vital signs are notable for tachycardia and hypotension with a narrow pulse pressure. Bedside ultrasound confirms a large pericardial fusion with collapse of the right ventricle during diastole. Which classic electrocardiogram findings are associated with this disease process? So this is a two-step question. We have to first make the diagnosis and then correlate the classic ECG finding. And that's an important term here, classic ECG, because there may be a diagnosis or a condition that has more than one ECG finding. This question wants to know the classic finding. So let's just review the answer choices very quickly here. We have A, delta wave and shortened PR interval, B, diffuse ST elevation, C, low voltage and electrical alternands, and D, S-wave in lead one, and a Q-wave and inverted T-wave in lead three. So let's go back to our question. There's a few important things to pick out. So if we look at the vital signs here, there are some insights which are going to be helpful here. So patient has tachycardia and they have hypotension. So this is a significant process, whatever it is here. Then they have a narrow pulse pressure, and that is a critical finding. Anytime I hear narrow pulse pressure on a board exam, I think about pericardial tamponade, okay? And let's just go a little further here. We see a large pericardial fusion on ultrasound and collapse of the right ventricle during diastole. So I am pretty much 100% sure that this patient has a pericardial tamponade, and what happens here is the cause is going to be lupus, right? So we're given right at the very beginning that this is lupus. So some of these findings that you'll see, narrow pulse pressure, right? Because fluids surrounding the heart, fluids in the pericardial sac, and the more and more fluid you get in there, the less you could diastole, right? You can't expand the heart anymore to fill with blood. So the difference between the systolic and the diastolic pressure becomes very small, very little, I should say, and you get a narrow pulse pressure. And really, when the pressure around the heart, the right side of the heart in particular, gets too high, then you get ventricular filling becomes impaired, right? And you'll actually get collapse of the right ventricle. So these are classic findings associated with pericardial tamponade. Now, what is the classic ECG finding? Because that's what the question wants to know. So let's go through our answer choices here. And we'll start with answer choice A, delta wave and a shortened PR interval. That certainly is a classic ECG finding. And that ECG finding is Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome, right? Where you have an accessory pathway, which leads to the short PR interval and a delta wave is really a slurred upstroke of the QRS complex. And that's that's due to the accessory pathway. So we're going to cross off answer choice A, delta wave and short PR interval. Answer choice B, diffuse ST elevation. Well, diffuse ST elevation. Now, whenever I hear ST elevation, right, we immediately go to myocardial infarction. In this case, when it's diffuse, it's associated with acute pericarditis. So pericarditis is not what we're seeing here, although pericarditis is associated sometimes with a pericardial fusion. In this case, what we have is pericardial tamponade. So we have an effusion that is having a much greater effect on the heart and the circulation. So we're going to cross off diffuse ST elevation. 
And choice C, low voltage and electrical alternands. Well, this certainly seems like a contender. So low voltage, we see in pericardial fusion because the fluid surrounding heart doesn't allow kind of the signal to get out. That's the way I think about it. And so you get low voltages of the QRS complexes mainly. And in electrical alternands, if you could think about there's so much fluid surrounding the heart that the heart is kind of moving in that fluid kind of changing directions. And so you'll get R wave to R wave variations, right? Height variations. So that's what I think about that. That certainly is associated with tamponade and pericardial effusion. So let's keep that answer choice C viable and move on to the next one. Answer choice D, S wave in lead one and a Q wave and inverted T wave in lead three. So this is the classic S1, Q3, T3 pattern, which is associated with right heart strain. And you may see this in conditions such as pulmonary embolism or anything with right-sided heart strain. You know, tamponade pericardial fusion may cause something like this. You may see this, but let's go back to our answer to our lead-in, which states which classic ECG findings associated with this disease process. So this is where a good test taker says, I'm going to answer the question that they're asking. So answer choice D, S-wave in lead one and Q-wave, essentially S1, Q3, T3, that is associated with right heart strain, more so classically with pulmonary embolism. So we're going to cross off answer choice D, which leads us back to low voltage and electrical alternands, which of course is the classic ECG finding of pericardial effusion, which in this case we know the patient has, and the patient has actually something more severe as well, continuum of pericardial tamponade. So we're going to go with answer choice C, click next, and sure enough, Pericardial tamponade is the answer. Hey everyone, before you go, remember you can also watch the reveal at the Rosh Review YouTube channel, where you can see me interact with the actual question and answer choices. And if you're interested in your own QBank, whether you're an MD or DO, a PA or an MP, Simply go to the RoshReview.com website and sign up for a free trial. Keep learning, keep working hard, and always have a sense of mission about your work. Now is your time. This is Dr. Adam Rosh, signing off.